1: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500.
2: Trial shocker. I am going to testify. I want to testify. Taking the stand. I'm Alec Murdoch. You take this gun and blow your son's brains out. Then, Don I inspect- His final story. His colleagues in cheers.
3: This is every reporter's absolutely worst nightmare.
2: And the littlest victim. Plus, why all these fans are booing the college basketball star. They won't stop. We've heard the booing from the crowd here. <laughs> then
0: did cocaine the
2: real story of the wackiest movie of the year cocaine bear it really happened you can't make this stuff up <laughs> and cinnabon deb
3: i'm making cinnabon
2: deborah norville at america's favorite bakery chain
3: you want this one right here with all the frosting on it right yeah
2: plus what the heck is it the mystery godzilla egg now inside edition with deborah norville
3: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. A high-stakes gamble in the double murder trial of Alex Murdoch as the disgraced attorney takes the stand in his own defense. In front of a jam-packed courtroom, Murdoch began his testimony, admitting he lied to investigators about where he was just minutes before the killings, blaming his drug addiction. But as Les Trump reports, he also said he would never intentionally hurt his wife or son. I am going to testify. I want to testify.
2: Words that
4: rocked the courtroom. Alex Murdoch defiantly announces today that he's going to take the stand at his murder trial against his own lawyer's advice. 57 minutes later... I'm Alec Murdoch. The very first questions were straight to the point.
2: Did you take this gun or any gun like it and blow your son's brains out on June 7th or any day or any time? No, I did not. I didn't shoot my wife or my son any time,
4: ever. But then came a stunning confession. Murdoch said he lied about the kennel video that prosecutors say puts him at the scene minutes before Maggie and Paul were murdered. Hey, he's got a
2: bird in his mouth. Mr. Murdoch, is that you? On the kennel video at 8.44 PM on June 7th, the night Maggie and Paul were murdered. It is. Were you in fact at the kennels at 8.44 p.m. on the night Maggie and Paul were murdered?
4: I was. But Murdoch kept insisting Maggie and Paul were still alive when he left them to visit his ailing mother. He said he lied to police because he was paranoid due to addiction to painkillers. I did lie to them. I wasn't thinking clearly. I don't think I was capable of reason. He apologized for his deceit, calling his slain wife and son by their nicknames Mags and Pawpaw. I'm sorry to Mags and Pop." I would never intentionally do anything. To hurt either one of them. Murdoch's surviving son Buster was in the packed courtroom as Murdoch tearfully told of returning home that fateful night to find Maggie and Paul shot to death.
5: I was on the phone with 911 I was trying to tend to Paul. I was trying to tend to Maggie. And I just went back and
2: forth between them. You could hear a pin drop Everybody was
0: laser-focused on every word that he had to say.
4: The will-he-won't-he-testify question had been looming since the start of the double murder trial.
5: Perhaps he can sort of humanize himself. Perhaps he can convince them that he's actually devastated
4: about this. The top legal experts we spoke to say it's a high-risk strategy. Some compare it to a Hail Mary. As a trial attorney, you don't know what mistakes you make until the verdict is rendered. There are things that you do that you think are brilliant that
5: backfired, and there are things you think that you were horrible, and the jury says, that was brilliant, so we'll see. They could come out and find him not guilty and say, we were gonna find him Family guilty murder. until he testified, and he convinced
4: us. What tack do you believe or think the prosecution should take?
5: They're gonna liar, or liar, or pants on fire. That's all they're gonna do.
4: After he'd been on the stand for five hours, the right. prosecution took over. And would you also agree That the first time that law enforcement officers that you've talked to and the prosecution and here in open court ever heard you say that you lied about being in the kennels was today in this court?
5: Yes, I'm aware of that.
4: You would agree with that? Yes, sir. All right. All this time later, this is the first time you've ever
2: said that?
3: Yes, sir. Besides double murder, Murdoch is charged with about 100 other crimes ranging from stealing clients' assets to tax evasion. He was already being held without bail on those charges when he was charged with the murders. Now the latest head-shaking example of gun violence in America. Three people killed in Orlando, including a nine-year-old girl and a television reporter who was fatally shot while on the scene. The 24-year-old journalist today is being remembered as a talented and motivated professional was living his dream of covering the news. And this was his last story. It was filed just hours before he he was killed. Here's Jim Ray.
5: The the nation is shocked today at the murder of a young TV news reporter who was gunned down at the scene of another murder he was covering. 24-year-old Dylan Lyons was killed. His cameraman was wounded. The suspect, 19-year-old Keith Melvin Moses, appeared in court today. Police say after killing the reporter, Moses ran into a nearby house and shot a nine-year-old girl to death. He also allegedly shot her mother, who survived. Moses was arrested at the scene.
2: We recovered a Glock 40 a semi-automatic handgun from inside of his pants. That gun was still hot to the touch meaning it had just been fired. Dylan Lyons'
5: colleagues had a tough time keeping it together as they reported on his death. One of our Spectrum News 13 family members has died. I'm... Fellow reporters were heartbroken.
6: We go home at night afraid that something like this will occur. Good morning to both of you.
5: Lyons was you? just starting out in TV journalism and covered local news. School board chair, Matt Susan's. This was his last story for Spectrum News 13, an all-news cable station. It aired the day he was killed. Dylan Lyons was then sent to cover the murder of a 38-year-old woman. Moses is a suspect in her slaying. Five hours later, Moses allegedly returned to the crime scene and shot the reporter and photographer as they sat in their crew van. This is police body cam footage of the arrest. No. Get on your face. No. Get on your face. No. face. No. Lyons was engaged to be married. The love of my life was murdered. I will never be the same person ever again, his fiance tweeted. This
3: is every reporter's absolutely worst nightmare. The reporter's cameraman posted today that he's had surgery. He says he's going to be okay. By the way, today is the 54th day of 2023. And according to the Gun Violence Archive, so far this year, 2,708 people have been murdered in America in gun violence. Other news today, it was a career high-scoring night for a University of Alabama basketball player, despite a sometimes deafening chorus from the stands of, lock him up. Why? Well, Zama Cagliano reports the player was connected to a recent shooting involving a former teammate.
7: You never hear anything like this at a college basketball game. The shocking chant, lock him up. And this chance of guilty. The target of the verbal assault is the star basketball player Brandon Miller, number 24 of the University of Alabama.
0: And the number one freshman in America, that is Brandon Miller.
7: Miller now finds himself at the center of a firestorm for his alleged role in the fatal shooting of a young mom. When he's passed the ball, you can hear booze.
0: It's been a chorus of boos every time he's touched the ball since the opening tip.
7: Somehow Miller was able to ignore the noise and score a career high of 41 points. Miller takes it strong and
2: drops the hammer.
7: He even made the game winning basket with .9 seconds left in overtime. Miller with the left hand. But the shadow that hangs over Miller is all everyone's talking about. Two of his former teammates have been charged in the murder of 23-year-old Jamia Harris outside a nightclub in January. She was the mother of a five-year-old son. A ring camera caught the sound of gunshots that night. In a hearing on Tuesday, it was established that one of the suspects left the murder weapon in Miller's car and text messaged Miller to bring it to him. Miller is fully cooperating with authorities and no charges have been filed against him.
2: He made
4: a really poor decision and that decision at least contributed in some way to the death of a young woman. If he were a lesser player, I don't think he would be playing right now.
3: In a statement, Miller, who is expected to go pro at the end of the season, said he never touched the gun and did not know any illegal activity would happen with the firearm. And this bizarre thing just washed ashore on a beach in Japan. Is it a giant egg? Is it an orb? Or whatever it is, uh, investigators approached it with great caution.
4: A mysterious giant sphere washes ashore in Japan, and the whole world is asking, What is that thing? The images of guys in head-to-toe hazmat gear carefully approaching the ball has social media in a frenzy. It could be from outer space. Dinosaur egg. When they looked at the other side of the sphere, they made a rather grisly discovery. Good grief. And the most popular theory, is it Godzilla's egg? It is reminiscent of a Japanese monster flick. Or how about the mysterious monolith that appeared out of nowhere in 2001, A Space Odyssey? Or an outer space egg, like an Alien? The mysterious ball, which is just under five feet in diameter, washed up while people are already on edge. Just days ago, North Korea fired two ballistic missiles into the Sea of Japan. Then there's all the buzz over Chinese spy balloons. So officials in Japan weren't taking any chances, cordoning off the beach and sending in bomb experts with X-ray machines. And have no fear turns out the metal sphere is hollow and believed to be just an old buoy covered in rust. Not Godzilla's egg after all.
3: The orb has now been removed from the beach. It is in storage in case someone like Godzilla shows up to claim it. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this.
2: Next. A bear did cocaine. The real story of the wackiest movie of the year, Cocaine Bear. Really happened. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> and Cinnabon Deb.
3: I'm making Cinnabon.
2: Deborah Norville at America's favorite bakery chain.
3: You want this one right here with all the frosting on it, right? Yeah.
2: Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. We'll be right back.
6: Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure
2: Can you really get trapped in a massage chair? Her
7: foot is trapped
0: under a roller in a massage chair. Next, in some addition, massage chairs. It sure is relaxing, but how safe are some massage chairs? Oh
2: my God! Where's the pain? How is that even possible? Millions use them safely. Then Alec Murdoch on the stand. Will his testimony save or doom him? Next, in some addition.
3: It's the both hilarious and gory new movie called Cocaine Bear, about a bear that eats a drug smuggler's cocaine and then goes crazy. Sounds pretty wacky. Well, it really happened.
5: No, 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 no don't, eat that, don't eat that. A bear ingests 77 pounds of cocaine and spreads terror on a drug-fueled rampage. Did cocaine! The horror comedy film Cocaine Bear hits theaters this weekend. But as outlandish as the film sounds, it turns out it's inspired by a true event. In 1985, a former cop turned drug runner was piloting a plane carrying $15 million worth of cocaine. When his plane crashed, a black bear in a Georgia forest found the massive amounts of cocaine and gobbled it all down. In real life, the 175-pound black bear overdosed and died. He's now a stuffed animal and a popular attraction at a mall in Lexington, Kentucky.
6: We have the cocaine bear on display at the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall. We were seeing thousands of people come to visit him every month and people coming from all over the world.
5: Cocaine Bear was directed by actress Elizabeth Banks. As for that bear, that's mostly computer generated. But stuntman Alan Henry played a crucial part. You are the star of a movie, but no one will recognize you. (laughs) he wore a bear mask and black lycra on set and acted out the role of a wild animal on cocaine walk and run and climb and jump and all sorts yes on all fours after the goofball cult hits snakes on a plane and sharknado audiences seem eager to see a murderous bear on cocaine
7: i love this sort of wild bonkers you know check reality at the door go get some popcorn enjoy this at the movies.
3: Cocaine Bear is expected to be a hit. The movie had a budget of $35 million. It's expected to rake in $20 million this opening weekend alone.
2: Still to come, Cinnabon Deb.
3: I'm making Cinnabon.
2: Deborah Norville at America's favorite bakery chain.
3: You want this one right here with all the frosting on it, right? Yeah.
1: At Amica Insurance...
3: There are over 1,800 Cinnabon bakeries worldwide. People love their cinnamon rolls, but how do they make them? Well, to find out, I became a Cinnabon baker for a day. I knew I was headed in the right place because I could, could smell, smell my it. way here. Yeah, welcome to Cinnabon. <laughs> yep, I yeah. followed my nose to what may be my sweetest assignment yet, working at America's favorite bakery chain, Cinnabon. Executive yeah. chef, Jen Holwell, is my instructor. This is Cinnabon Gland. Oh my Ryan, God. And to make it official, I've oh. got a name tag for you. Oh, this is this is legit, okay. I am here to make your buns warm. Every single cinnamon roll is made from scratch. I learned the ropes at the Cinnabon inside the American Dream Mall in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Ah, done. Nice. Oh, my Lord. That was heavy. First, that mound of dough gets separated and weighed. Oh, a nice. thing of beauty. When it's time to roll out the dough, Jen this walks me through every oh step. Nice. So one good scoop of that. And here's the secret ingredient, the cinnamon. Cinnabon uses Indonesian Makara cinnamon. You can see how thick it gets in water. This is what helps create that ooey gooey goodness in the inside of a Cinnabon cinnamon roll. Fresh Cinnabons come out of the oven every 30 minutes. Wow, look at that. Whoa, those are amazing. It's time for their signature cream cheese frosting. Customers are going to want to buy my frosted buns because I'm putting so much on. Get your hot buns! Get your hot buns! This family couldn't wait. How many would you like? Six. Six, okay. And after all my hard work, I had to taste this sweet reward. Cheers. Cheers. Mmm. Mmm. Oh my God. America's mouths are watering right now. Big thanks to everybody at Cinnabon. And when we come back, screams of joy.
4: Surprise! It's a present for Grandma. What could it be? It's an ultrasound.
7: Oh, God, she's pregnant.
4: But wait, there's more.
3: Thanks for watching.
0: If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host
6: of the Money Watch podcast.